Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Art Moore. And I am your host, Derek Hansen. We are talking about noise all day today. Because that's the name of our podcast. That's the name of our podcast. Welcome. The songwriting podcast for production songwriting and audio production songwriting techniques. Yeah. That's an app description, uh, albeit very complex. Very. What we are and what we're doing. And we are talking about noise. Yeah. all, All day. So, Art... How was your week? It was good. I had a good week. I, uh, I've i been, uh, you know, just kind of putzing around in the studio. You know, just putzing. Just soldering cables together, uh, fixing broken cables, you know, um, just kind of going through and uh, uh, that getting new. I, I switched over to 64-bit Reaper instead of 32-bit Reaper. Ooh, um, bit, whoa. Uh, I was finding whoa. Some, some sort of like sync issue, and you may see that on last week's episode a little bit, uh, with, uh, with the export of video on, uh, on 32-bit Reaper. So I finally made the plunge. Cut it out of my life completely. I'm on 64-bit, which means I got to go and re-download all my synths and all my 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 stuff that I used. And I'm telling you, the whole 64-bit thing, what, what a disaster. What a disaster? For the convenience of our lives. Oh, yeah. Well, Migrating from 32 to 64. Yeah, it is a little bit of a life mess. Life is rough. Yeah, it definitely is. But what are you going to do? You know, you're just going to you're just going to work with it. Well, art. <laughs> It's the it's the year of a hundred songs. I know. How how are your hundred songs coming? My hundred songs are coming great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how many songs have you written this year? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. So are these full complete songs, <laughs> or okay, do they need okay. some massaging? Here? So here's the. Are they ready to go? Here's the deal. Are you ready to come into the studio and do a double album? <laughs> like. I've got them so primed and ready, I could record them all in like two hours. Just boom, just nail them. Just I, I had pop a guy, them right out. I had a guy who came in like that. He he was so prepared. He had sheet music for every part that he was going to record, and he recorded his album like like fourteen songs in about ten hours. It was pretty impressive. That's he amazing. was he was so prepared. He was so prepared. on the ball. Yeah, and it was a good album too. So. We should do that as a picks of the week one of these days. Oh yeah, no, I think he, I why think he have did. you not done that? No, I think he was one of our picks of the weeks. Uh, I threw him up there, let you guys know that I was doing it. Oh, well, we should do it again. All right, I'll bring him up next week. We'll make sure to to get some more promo on his album. Get that going. Yeah, I yeah, like that. So, um, I am now on song number two for lyrics. Okay, so you have a process there. I do for what you're doing. Yes, you you write the riff first. You let it kind of sit in a drawer for a while, and then you bring it out, and it's then like you a start stew, applying lyrics. right? You put the ingredient, you let it simmer. So when you're writing lyrics, are you like, what's your what's your process there? Do you just like play the riff and start singing along, or do you like go into a dark room with some <laughs> incense and you're just like, oh man, what do I feel? And you just start writing down lyrics, or do you just kind of like, you know, meditate until it all comes to you. How do, how do you like to do it? So, cause I've just I, described I, I all into, the methods I use. I go into a dark room, right? And I, I light the candles and, and I've got the, the posters of Henry Cavill and Jared Leto. <laughs> oh and, no, no. And I stare at them. Oh man, that's and, terrible. And I think, what, what would they write? What would they write? Which Jared Leto actually was in a band. Yes, well, that was seconds to Mars. That was his uh, main anyway. career. I, I still think of him only as a musician and not an actor. <laughs> That's funny. Every time I see him come up for a part, I'm like, "It's like, what is oh, that singer doing in a movie?" He's just a singer, guys. Are we really going to do? Is this is really what we're? Okay, fine. All right. Okay. So it. anyway, I have a new section on my website 
theswoopthebandcom uh or wait is that right the swoop the band.com or is it just the swoop.com i don't even remember What's you don't my know own? your own website name. <laughs> i don't <laughs> i am so awesome at promotion i should be someone's manager hire me, <laughs> hire me as your manager how about you be your own manager yeah okay <laughs> so uh oh yeah that's what i was doing i have a new section called the new song vlog i'm gonna post lyrics and the song and let people critique uh, so I've gotten some people message me. I asked for particular critiques, so I'm going to get some more, you know, feedback on how are the lyrics looking and stuff. I've realized my lyrics are way different than most people's. Yeah, they're they're a little bit different. You know, they're they're definitely got their thing going on for sure. And you know? I've realized that's okay. People are their own people. I'm my own people. I'll be my own people. Whatever's. Yeah, that's a good idea. So anyway. Uh, process. I like the idea of, I, I work backwards. I work with the, I, I come up with the, uh, songwriting structure, um, the riffs and stuff. Then, then I start singing mm-hmm. melodies on top and then I will do what's called free association writing. I will write whatever comes to mind. You'll just let it kind of come. I'll just kind of wash over I don't you care. and whatever it is. It just, just right. And then after about eight to 10 minutes of just pure writing, nothing else. Mm-hmm. I will look at what I've written and see if anything sticks out and then try and come up with central themes and ideas and then start to break it down versus chorus structure, then start to look for rhymes, rhyme schemes. Uh, so, so far, this process has been working pretty well, and I've come up with like 15 drafts Ooh. of each song before I finally am. Happy. Wow, that's a lot. It is. I'm like a one draft man. Like, like line by line, it, it's perfect or it's out. And then, so that's kind of how I go. I actually, I realized like, uh, one of the, one of my talents, it's not a great talent, but one of my small talents is making up silly songs for my students. So they'll be learning a new chord progression. And while they're learning the chord progression to kind of, uh, to, you know, to reinforce that they're not playing this in isolation by themselves. They're going to be playing this with a band or with, you know, themselves or something. Um, I will sing a melody as we play the chord progression and make up the song as we go along. And if it's a young, younger kind of boy, the the songs kind of generate around farts. (laughs) Which are pretty funny, you know, because I make them up on the spot. It's funny that that's funny, right? Yeah. And then we grow up and we're like, no, that wasn't that funny. But what are then, you talking about? Farts are always hilarious. Then there's a certain moment where it's I don't just care how freaking old you hilarious. Are. Yeah, no, no, I don't no. care how old you no, are. No, Farts are always no. the top of the amazing uh, no. chart of funniness. For Seth Rogen, maybe. I don't know. What? No. Dude, dude, just think of the, just Sorry. Think of the situation. Sorry, Art. Highbrow humor. It's a beautiful wedding. Okay, and you're up there standing with your mates, right? <laughs> and the, your friend is going to get married, and you're standing in line. You're one of the groomsmen, and you just let a huge fart rip. That's hilarious. That's comedy 101 right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Anyways, should be a Hollywood screenwriter. So one of my few little talents is being able to uh, make up songs on the spot. And they, I've actually gotten pretty good at it. That They, they, they kind of make sense and they kind of have themes and, and they kind of work through, through things. So I've started in my writing of just doing that as well. Like turning on the camera, hitting record and saying, all right, whatever comes out, comes out. And then I just take pieces, big pieces of that. And start forming out a song, and then I start working like on the nitty gritty of what's what's nice. not there. I love it. I don't think my songwriting's like anything spectacular or anything, but that's what I I'm don't doing. think mine is either. But in our mind, it's the best <laughs> ever. It's the best ever, exactly. So, 
Well, uh, let's move on to news. news. I'm excited. As always, we are dedicated to bringing you the most important news, the most groundbreaking news that you can find anywhere else, and breaking it down, talking about noise style. That's right. Uh, we feel that we bring a unique <laughs> style of commentary and point of view to uh, musical yeah, news. Wait, wait till I'm done with this that, one before you... All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're just going to shake your head like, is this it? What is going on? Hit me with it. All right, all right. So imagine, Art... You've been in a band. Imagine me and you. Go okay. ahead. You've been in a very, fairly successful band. Okay. okay. For Nirvana. Wait, I got to do some math. Almost 40 years now. 40 years? You've been doing... Well, you, you kind of broke up, but got back together. Okay, so 30. We'll say 30 years. As, as any good band or marriage is ought to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about the get back together part, because there's really no financial incentive to go on tour when you're... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, imagine. Oh, I know who this is. Keep going. Oh, I'm, I'm getting you're it You're in a band. I've got okay. a couple of ideas, but I know who this one is. But your popularity has waned considerably. Mainly since because you fight so much. Possibly. Sure. Okay, keep okay. going. Okay. And you're hanging out with one of your actor friends, and this girl comes up, right? And you're like, of course she wants my autograph. Who wouldn't want my autograph? Uh, I am a band leader, singer person i'm a band guy and she asked for the autograph of said actor and you get angry and you just get and you grab her hair and smash her to the ground boom wwe style how is that a thing (laughs) who's doing this okay you ready Uh, i don't think i'm ready to hear this but yes i want to so vince neal from motley crew was hanging out with nicholas cage now here's the thing with nicholas cage nicholas cage is a national treasure that man is a national treasure. He is an American icon. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but he is a national treasure. An American idol? Um, so he's got talent. Girl walked up to give <laughs> He's America's next top model. His autograph, and Vince Neil lost it and just started beating her up. The only video slash audio that we have of the fight is Nicolas Cage yelling at Vince Neil to stop this blank now. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. So I just want to know, at what point do you reach your life where you go, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, beating this up is a good idea. young girls is uh, where I want to be in my life <laughs> this is, this for not recognizing me. This is where I want to be in my life. But Motley Crue has been out of the scene for a long time. But they're still touring. Yeah, they're well, touring. Well, no, they're done now. But like... They're done now. Well, they just finished this year, right? I mean, they... they yeah, they, they went on this big comeback tour and it was, you know, like, hey, Motley Crue's back. But I mean, there's like there's like... Bands that are continue to working and still touring and doing great with that. Yeah. And people who Journey love, and love Boston them. and yeah. Sticks are still going. Yeah, they're still going. And then there's like, you know, being kind of forefront in the limelight of of like popular music news type stuff. Like, well, I guess this is what gets you there. This is what <gasps> you have to do to get to the top. Oh, Art, we need to do this. Yes, the talking local about noise. Utah man. <laughs> okay, next piece of news number two. Are you ready for this? Okay, let's hit, okay. hit, hit so me. So I have found the best way to troll celebrities. Okay, the absolute best way. Okay, so get this on Twitter or where? No, 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 in real life. In real life, imagine that you are a fairly successful rap artist. 
You've been rapping since the early 90s. Okay. okay. okay? I, can, I can imagine that. And you're very successful. Very successful. Very. Like pinnacle successful. Okay. okay. You're still very, very highly regarded. Gotcha. You're driving into your new home in Malibu. All right. Okay. Like Malibu, Barbie, Malibu, right? Okay. I'm not sure where that's at. Is like Barbie my wife? Or just <laughs> <laughs> um, and someone's parked in front of your house, so you kindly get out and ask them to move so you can drive into your parking lot or into your driveway. Okay. You park your car. And the someone's guy, in front of the you. The guy says, no, I won't. <laughs> then he starts yelling at you, right? And then he starts threatening and saying, you've got a gun. You're going to shoot me. And he calls the cops. What? Yeah. So Dr. Dre was on his way home. Guy was blocking what? blocking his drought. I kid you not. Like I can't make this stuff up. I don't even know who comes up with this stuff. Um so Dr. Dre's not stupid. Okay. No, no, Dr. Dre's he not. He takes stupid. out his phone and starts recording this conversation because he knows okay, that's that a good idea. <laughs> it's going probably the, what the guy from Motley Cruz should have done. <laughs> right? thinking, you know. No, he shouldn't. He was the one initiating the head slam. That would have been a bad idea. I, well, okay. Uh, anybody should I'm going to record that. this. Now, body slam. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. So uh, the guy comes out and says, you have a gun. Quote, here we go again. Another black guy with a gun. Calls 911. LAPD comes out. They, they handcuff Dr. Dre, frisk him, search him in his house. He doesn't even have a gun on the premises. What? <laughs> <laughs> America, where does it end? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, Dr. Dre, guy, Dr. Dre lives there. Right. Right. <laughs> this is his house. And some guy. He's being blocked. <laughs> the guy, other guy called the police, and Dr. Dre is the one in handcuffs. Yeah. Right? This is what weird. is going on with our country? So, how is this happening? How is this? Oh my gosh. So anyway, oh, um, I have a headache now. It's oh. very, very clear. Like you could easily troll a celebrity by just being a jerk. Yeah, and just saying stuff like he's got a gun. He's got a gun. <laughs> the problem being, do I want to cross that threshold of being total that jerk? guy? That well, person? it's it's more about more than a jerk. I mean, it does open you up to litigation. It does open you up? To oh, I hope this guy just gets but, sued. Yeah, he totally, totally gets to his be pants sued. Slammed off, completely and totally. Like. Face slammed, right? Am I right? Well, like, let's tie the two news stories together. Legally slammed. <laughs> Dang it. With lawyers. I tried it. And a judge. Didn't and perhaps work. maybe a jury. Dang That's it. what I'm saying. Dang it. I was hoping for physical altercations. I have to say, this is the most interesting way you've delivered the news in a long time. Like, not giving us the details. We are going to personalize But describing it. it as if it was happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the masterful news art I have gathered and learned recently. How to personalize news. Okay, you said art in there. Were you referring to me or the art of gathering news? Oh, sorry. The art of gathering news. Because <laughs> I got a little confused there. So, like, what, are you, what are we talking given about Given my English as a second language classes have come in handy, I'm, I'm doing pretty well with Which this language. Which is surprising since English is your first language. I still took the ESL classes. <laughs> <laughs> what I want is English as a podcasting language. That's the class I want to take. <laughs> There's so many times I'm like fumbling over my words okay. and stuff. I think so. No, you do great art. Oh, thank you, Eric. I appreciate mm. it. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on away from our production. News. Here we go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Time to point out that um, art has a problem. A microphone problem, people. Now, we, we discuss this problem in 12 steps, usually. And the first step is to admit that you have a problem. That's right. By displaying the problem itself. <laughs> Said problem. That's right. If I was an alcoholic, these would be all the beer bottles that I <laughs> drank. Beer. But I don't Dude, if you were I have an alcoholic, you would problem. be going hardcore. If That's he was right. a cocaine dealer, we would have lines on the table. Instead... We're obsessed with microphones. We're, we're obsessed with microphones. The tools of the trade of a good engineer, of a good audio engineer. Uh, and uh, today, I thought we would go through kind of like a basics, you know, like if you were starting out, what would be your four mics that you would need to get going, okay? And how much would you expect to spend for something like this, okay? Now, what I do here, uh, what I have here are a, a series of different kinds of mics that are all kind of around the same kind of similarity of what, oh man, how do I say this? <laughs> the mics are in categories and I have several pairs, there you go. several sets of those categories. Uh, and they're all kind of in, in a specific price range. English, so, English works. That's right. Now, uh, in a recording studio, you need to be ready. And if it's, you just have a home studio where you have like a closet and your computer and an interface, you still need to be able to do lots of different things. You need uh, options as far as vocal mics go. Okay, uh, you need um, the ability to uh, record multiple kinds of instruments, and you need to be able to record a um, some sort of percussion, and I'm I'm assuming like a drum set. So, like my bass allows you to record a full drum set uh, with your with your four bass mics. So that's where we're going to start with. Okay, so um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about. Um, what it takes to record a full drum set. And uh, the first thing you need is a drum set that's well-tuned. <laughs> and <laughs> then you need a drummer who has drumsticks. And then uh, a chair. Man, I wish drummers... Or the said drummer to sit on. I wish drummers would bring drumsticks to their recording sessions. They okay. don't. They get here and they're like, oh, I'm going to use the studio kit? Cool. And so, then they don't bring... Anything. Turns they don't bring my a drum key. Sarcasm they don't bring was this. actually real. Yeah, your sarcasm is right on point. They don't bring anything. And there's nothing like going to a studio, not bringing your own drum sticks, and then hitting the drum so hard that you're breaking the studio's sticks like consistently. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Rant, Rant over. over. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so uh, in recording a uh, drum set, you need two overheads. You need a bass drum mic, and you need a snare drum mic. Now, most of the time when you record bass drum, you can use a mic like uh, what Eric and I are talking on here. We're talking on large diaphragm dynamic mics, and they have specific ones that are already pre-tuned for a bass drum. So there those are great mics to get, but they, they are one purpose. You can use them for that. Um, unless you get like a broadcast mic, like what we're using here. Uh, and if you do that, then uh, they, they kind of jump up in price. So this is the Heil PR30, uh, and this is the B because it's black, uh, and it costs around 250 uh, this is the MXL BCD one, which is around 200. Um, and so I was trying to keep the prices of the mics down a little bit and eh, give you why? good go, options. Go, go for broke. Get the expensive one, right? Yeah, you know, you may you may get to that point where you where you're ready for that. Thousand dollars for mic. Got it. If you're going to start off with just that, we're looking for our bass drum mic. We're going to use a good vocal microphone, a large diaphragm condenser. Um, and as I pick this up, I'm realizing this is a small diaphragm condenser. <laughs> <laughs> but the I, this one would work well as this one would work as well. 
Now, what I have here is the uh, CAD GXL2200, and this mic is so old, I've had this forever, that all of the actual, like, printed, like, uh, descriptors of what it is have, has completely rubbed off. So um, I just think that's kind of hilarious. But this is my first uh, large diaphragm dynamic mic. We recorded um, the Seamus album off of this, and uh, I was really happy. Seamus was our how, old band yeah. back in the days when we were artists. Yeah, it was, what was that? About 10 years ago we started doing that? Oh, my gosh, we're old. Oh, no. It's not so much that we're old. It's just that I mean, that was a long time ago. Oh, my gosh, ago. we're so wise. Wise, that's right. Now, if you use this guy, you can uh, throw this guy in front of your bass drum, okay? And But I probably wouldn't put it in front of the sound hole. I would take it off the bass drum just a little bit, and it's going to give you a nice, big bass drum sound. Can that be our um, new motto? Put this in front of the sound hole? Put the, Yeah, put, put this in front of the sound hole. I like it. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> but um, but the 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 kind of the puffs of air that come out of the bass drum uh, won't be good for the large diaphragm uh, condenser microphone. So just figure out a good placement for this, about three or four inches off, somewhere towards the middle of the drum to the edge. You know, you can find a good place for that. Use your ears for that. But these will work as great bass drum mics, especially if you are trying to get your first set of mics to work out. Now, the other nice thing about this is you can use these mics as your uh, main vocal mic, and that is a good option uh, for covering both of those bases. You okay? You're knocking our table here. Yeah, our table's not oh, that stable. Oh, shaking they run. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, another good option for that is the MXL V67, and this is one of my favorite mics. It's under $100, and it sounds fantastic, uh, and it's very easy to mod, and I like to solder things. You know, I, I get out my soldering gun all the time to solder stuff together, so I've actually uh, replaced some of the capacitors in here, and um, I've removed uh, with the inner layer of mesh on the... Um, on the grill here and it has really opened up the mic and it sounds fantastic. So uh, another good mic for that option for your bass drum mic. Now we're going to talk overheads here going over top of the mics. Um, you normally want to use small diaphragm condenser mics and right here we have uh, the CAD CM217 and these came in a kit of um, drum mics that I have. Uh, and uh, I'm, I've always been really surprised by how good they are. They're tiny, and I am a sucker for little tiny microphones. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but these things are freaking cool, man. I like these mics. They're just they're they're super small. Um, I actually had one singer come in, and she looked at the the overheads for the drum, and she says, "Oh, those those little mics are so cute." And I was like. Oh yeah, they are cute. You're like, don't talk about, talk, don't talk about my mic. <laughs> How dare you? Leave the microphones alone. Anyways, uh, so they're really nice. Um, I also use these to record. I, I I sometimes record choirs as well, and they're good for that. Um, but the the one thing I will say is sometimes they can be a little harsh on the higher end. So I'd like to use a nice EQ to roll that off. Um, and sometimes I'll also use kind of a, a plugin to warm that up. So some sort of warming plugin for saturator. That. A saturation plugin, yeah. Thank you so much. Now, um, the other option that I have is uh, when I bought this microphone here, it came in a pack. This and a small diaphragm uh, condenser microphone, um, and these guys are uh, pretty good. They're maybe about forty to fifty bucks a piece, um, and uh, I got two of them. 
and they make uh, a really fantastic uh, set of overheads. Um, the fun thing about these guys is uh, I actually kind of started, I have a few of these made by different manufacturers. And so I started taking the parts, and, and they're exactly the same mic, but I started taking the parts and kind of mixing and matching them to see how I could get the closest set of them. And I ended up uh, with this mic set here, and this is what I call my Frankenstein pair. But they, they sound really good together. Um, again, these guys can be modded just like these mics can be as well, and that's another good option. Can't they all be modded, really? Yeah, I mean, they can Can't all be everything modded. everything be modded? But, you know... Um, they there are modding sites out there specifically designed for these mics. So they're like, this is exactly the, this is the direction. This is exactly what you replace it with, and this is how you do it. It's so cool that people devote their lives to the art of modding a microphone. Like some people go skydiving. Some people mod microphones. Yeah, some That's people will solder new components onto their PCM boards. Some people go head slamming. That's just the way it is. PCB boards. I can't remember which one it is. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So, nope, <laughs> doesn't matter to me at least. So, nope. good mics to mod with. Um, and then the third pair of small diaphragm condensers that I have are the Rode M5s. And these run 200 a pair. And these guys are fantastic. They really sound good. They're built off the same technology that the Rode NT5s are built off of. Um, but they don't have any of the switches that, you know, um, like a roll-off switch or uh, a DB switch or any of those things. They're simple, they're black, and they're, they're again, tiny, which is another thing that I absolutely love about them. There's nothing like putting a tiny mic someplace that where it fits, and you're like, dude, that's awesome. Look how, tiny, look how this little tiny mic fits in this little tiny space and records this little tiny sound. <laughs> you have issues. <laughs> I don't have issues. I like little tiny. Hey, you know what? People collect all kinds of tiny things. Uh, tiny figurines, right? Uh, tiny action figures. Uh, Warhammer pieces. Have you ever seen those Warhammer pieces that people, they're like made out of uh, tin or something, and then they paint them and stuff? I mean, that's a big, that's a big business. Warhammer? There. Yeah, Warhammer. Like the video game? Well, it, before it was a video game, it was a board game. Oh. Or before it was a board game, it was a video game. The, I don't know. This there's, is the extent of my things. nerd knowledge, apparently. Yeah, you got you to gotta branch out a little bit, nerd. Yeah. In, in your nerddom. I know. Your nerdiness. Got to join in some Dungeons & Dragons groups. Things. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so here we go. Now, the last thing you're going to need is a good dynamic mic to put on top of your snare drum. Okay. Um, I've got three options here. Um, one, this one here, and actually I, I was, I was fortunate enough to go through all of my dynamic mics. Um, and, and I, I did a snare test on all of them and, uh, seeing which one I liked the best, which one sounded the best with my snare in my situation. And the winner was this very inexpensive GLS ES 57. Now Whoa, this is that's a uh, mouthful. Yeah, this is obviously a trying to be a clone of the Shure SM57, which everyone knows is an industry standard. I don't actually own one and don't care to. So um, <laughs> it's too popular. Anytime there's an industry standard, I like have this gut reaction to immediately reject it as something I want in my studio. <laughs> that sounds right. You know, because it's like sounds oh, about yeah, right. You you just need a whole bunch of uh, 57s, you'll be totally fine. I'm like no. I don't want any of those. Give me Audix. Get me <laughs> Heil. Get me anything else besides Assure. MXL. 57. So um, the other thing, too, is uh, this makes another, a different type, a different sounding, great vocal mic. 
And the same thing with the small diaphragm condensers as well. You can use them as a different vocal mic to get a different sound, a different kind of, uh, try to fit a voice in a different way. But if you have a particularly shrill no, uh, sound, uh, shrill voice especially, um, and sometimes in some home studios when you don't have as much room treatment, you can get that shrillness bouncing off the walls like crazy, and it can be really tough. So pull out one of your dynamics, or if you have a ribbon microphone, pull that out and use that instead of the, the condenser. You'll be, you'll be really happy with how it turns out. Now my other options here, I have this, uh, the clone, the GLS 57, ES 57, and then I do have a short SM 58. Because which... that's an industry standard. Uh-oh, <laughs> it's going to be thrown out the window. No, seriously, this was uh, my very first mic, uh, and I've had it for 17 years, so I've that's, got a, two of that's these, a bad boy. And they are now dented all over the place from being dropped so much. I've had them for Clumsy over... boy. 15 years. Now, another mic I have, uh, it's a basically a clone of the SM58. It is the XM8500. From the, Behringer? From Behringer. Now, yeah. you would say, you would look at this and go, Behringer, there's no way I would ever use that. It's a sub $20 mic. Uh, there's no way one of these would find their way in my studio. Uh, but let me tell you, this is not a bad mic, especially sure for works. percussion, for snare drum. Um, you'll get a great usable sound for this. 20 bucks, you know, go for it. And again, it makes a pretty good uh, vocal mic as well. And so it says ultra that. voice on it, which automatically makes your vocals better. Yeah. Have you noticed like the, the off brands or the, the kind of like this, the more cheaper brands, they, they do have like little sayings like that, like ultra voice or yeah, like cheesy um, stuff to get your uh, 100% pure attention. professional sound or something like right. that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's when you're like, mm. What, what's going on here? You don't see my cereal saying 100% authentic cereal. <laughs> uh, now, I do have one more mic here that I did want to talk about. It's the MXL 990. And the reason for this is that this mic shows up everywhere. And you get people from all walks of life using this mic. And some people will say, it's the best thing I've ever bought. And it's so cheap. And it works. And it's great. Buy it. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never regret having bought you'll this mic. You'll never go back. And then you'll get other people on the opposite spectrum who are like, that mic is the worst piece of Chinese crap I've ever heard, and you can't get a good sound off of it. And let me tell you, both of those people are completely wrong, <laughs> okay? It's a microphone just like anything else, and it has some purposes, and not all of the purposes will fit it. But what I have found is that, again, with some modifications, you can get some good sounds out of it. But even without that, if used properly, you can get good bass drum sounds off of this guy. You can get good um, vocal sounds off of this guy. Um, used improperly, it will never work. <laughs> so just remind me but, never to hire you for a marketing department. Is this the best product? No. Is this the worst product? No. Well, Does no. it fall somewhere in between? <laughs> Maybe. Could you buy it? I don't know. It's up to you. So for the price, I would definitely get one of these, you know, um, especially if you're getting started out. It's a good mic to get started with to figure out what you hate about it. So you, when you go to buy a nicer mic, you have a good sense of what you're doing. Um, but uh, it will last you several years, and, and it's a good one. If you wanted to get a set of these guys, mod them, and use them as overheads, or use one as a bass drum mic, uh, you would get fantastic sounds out of it. Um, yep. But a lot of it is mic placement, and a lot of it is just you know never believing the hype either way on a microphone. You know There are terrible microphones out there, and there are lots of microphones that are just fine and have good uses. Most of audio engineering is figuring out what that use is for that microphone and how to get it going yeah, I was well. say there's a lot more user error involved in bad reviews 
yeah. my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. Like people are like, dude, my iPhone sucks because it didn't go in the microwave. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, totally. I just want to stop there for a second because someone did actually come out and, and they did and, and yes. they and they wrote out there on Facebook or something. Hey, uh, with a new update, with a new OS, I think update, it was an Amazon. You review. can throw it in the in the microwave and it will charge. Faster. Oh yeah, and someone actually did it. Yeah, and people will do that and destroy their phones. And then they're like, "Oh, this is the worst product ever." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Use your error. I mean, there's kind of a curve. You kind of gotta know know your know your stuff. Yeah. What? One thing I like to do, or one thing I I did when I was start first starting out, is I I started recording everything I could with the different microphones I had. And I would do microphone test after microphone test after microphone test. And I quickly learned what I liked where. And if you don't do that, you don't really have a good sense of what will work and what won't work. So in kind of conclusion here and what we're, I'm sorry, did you have something to add? Yeah. Well, you were going to say four mics. You got, you know, 500 mics up here. So I'm going to force you four. Where's what's four. So if you were getting ready, to get uh, get into the gig and you wanted you to spend kind of a little bit of money, not a lot of money, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start off with the $40 GLS ES57. $40 microphone. That's right. Okay. I love this mic. This mic That's sounds one. so good. Also good for guitars, voices, um, not so much for acoustic guitar, electric guitar, amps. Okay. Okay. The next thing I'm going to buy, okay, is a pair of these CAD... Uh, these CAD uh, overhead mics. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can allow that. It's a pair. These are called the CM217. <laughs> and I think they have a different version now that's called the CM209 or something like that. Um, but they're, they're tiny okay. mics like this. They're, they're just, and, and then the new ones are in black. Um, but these are great mics for lots of different things. Overheads for drums, acoustic guitars can also be used as a, as a secondary vocal mic or as an alternative vocal mic. Okay, that was two. The rest go to me. So, we got choose one more. wisely. Choose wise. No, no, that that counts for just one. I was joking. No, that that I'm is going to be nice to you. That so my segment is four mics. One, two, three. That's three what? mics right there. Okay. Now the one last mic thing. I'm going to say you should probably go and get if you're starting out is going to be the MXL V67. Out of all these mics, it's the most expensive, except for the Shure SM58. But it is also very, very versatile. You can use it on bass drum. You can use it as a vocal mic. It will also work well on acoustic guitar. And uh, if you end up getting at some point a good uh, bass drum mic, you can also use it as a mono overhead or a room mic. So lots of good options there. Uh, this guy, I think I, I bought it for about $89, modded it. That cost me another 50 cents. <laughs> Whoa. And that's too much. Uh, it's a fantastic mic. But even if it's not modded, it's a good mic for for what okay. you're doing. Well, the rest so of mine. this is, uh, yeah, the rest, the rest you can keep. But with these four mics, I am ready to record a band. I'm re- ready to record um, all kinds of, you know, not all together, right? So I'm going to record the drums first. I'm going to do it instrument right, by you're instrument. Track a band. I'm going to track a band. Um, but I have three options for vocal mics I have a good guitar cabinet mic and a snare drum mic, I have a good bass drum mic. Um, and a vocal mic, and these two overheads are good for acoustic guitar, drum overheads, and uh, as an as a third option for a vocal mic. So yeah, there that's we where we're going with that. Rock and roll, rock on. Sorry, I'm also the production guy here, so I got to move my mouse around and get it. 
There's always that awkwardness in the show of like, oh, Art's now, you know, talking, and now he's got to focus back on the laptop. And Sorry, I'll keep on. talking so that you can <laughs> punch right in. Okay, Let, let's right. get it right at the end of a sentence. The wind doth blow. So, folks, we yeah. are <laughs> sorry about that. So, folks, we are so excited. Um, we have seen lots of new people uh, visit the show, see the show, uh, share us with your friends. You know, uh, there's uh, if you're on YouTube, there's a share button right down there. You know, it's going to be uh, it's uh, <laughs> YouTube etiquette 101. Like, yeah, just share it and subscribe. Did you know? Hit that red subscribe button. That there's a share button. Oh my god! Did you know that there is a like button? Oh my goodness, I did not know this. There's not a like button on YouTube. There's just a thumbs up. Oh, that's right. Whoa, drop the mic. Did oh, don't drop you the know mic. that there's the subscribe button? Yeah, subscribe. And it looks like our podcast listeners are back. We're back up to the yeah. regular listenerships. So. Yeah, on, on the podcast side. Welcome, everybody. We're very excited. We're an all-inclusive music podcast. That's right. So uh, drop us an email at talkingaboutnoise at gmail.com. Visit our website at talkingaboutnoise.blogspot.com. We are uh, on Actually, Twitter. Right? We should find a minority group to like rail against. We need a villain. To rail against? Yeah. yeah. A minority group? Yeah. Like blue, I have bluegrass. serious reservations against that. Like bluegrass. We'll be like, bluegrass? we love every music, but you bluegrassers out there. <laughs> we, need, we need a villain. Okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about like a racial minority group. And I was like, what? We're a music podcast, not a racial podcast. I, that's what I was thinking. Or a politics um, podcast or something. I don't know. I don't know. What kind of music out there is really not liked? Let's see. Trance. We hate you trance people. I'm I'm not supporting this at all. <laughs> we uh, need a villain. We need who we, should be our villain? No, Give us a villain. We're going to have a serious uh, sit down talk uh, <laughs> with our producers about this uh, direction of the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get sure. fired for this. Oh, uh, who would we replace you with? I'm a transist. Actually, uh, if you're interested in auditioning for the Talking About Noise show, uh, drop us an email at <laughs> talkingaboutnoise at gmail.com. Uh, my guess is Eric won't be around here for too much longer. No, nope, production manager is kicking me out. That's so. right. Uh, that is it for the show. That's it for today. Thank um, you. Check us out on Twitter. I'm on. I'm at Artmore Studios. Eric is at I am the Swoop. And uh, thanks again. 